What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are FemRegard Podcast. Mm. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. It's Christmas in July, and we're celebrating at holidayslane.com. Our artisan ornament collections capture the essence of your best holiday memories. Each is meticulously handcrafted with color-coordinated, individually-placed check glass beads, ribbons, festive toppers, and sequins, making each ornament truly unique. To view our whole collection, head on over to HolidaysLane.com. That's Holidays with an S, where every day is a holiday. the only person i've heard talk about this show actually i've heard a lot of good things about the show that we're talking about today dead end paranormal park but you were the one that figured out oh shit episode five called nightmare before christmas in july yeah why not (laughs) i mean we were gonna have to cover it even if it is just the bare minimum yeah it had christmas in the title that was all it really needed to get us through but yeah we're talking about dead end paranormal park season one Episode three, brand new show on Netflix. Yeah, just dropped a couple weeks ago. It's so fucking charming. It's I, tr- but the so let me ask you a question because I know nothing about this show besides this one episode that we watched. It yeah. looks like the animation is a little bit on the cheaper end. Yeah, I want to say can see that. Like I just wasn't sure. Like is 
did you feel like that was like a stylistic choice or a budgetary choice or, um, or what? I will say that uh, the animation is very close to the comic book style. Okay. Um, it does seem like the animation is very much cheap Steven Universe. That, that's okay. kind of what it looks like animation wise. Um, apparently, this did it was based on a graphic novel, but it was also uh, turned into a web web short, a cartoon web short as well. I will say if you can get past because I do agree that the animation isn't the best. If you can get past the animation, I think the rest of it's absolutely incredible. I think it's dealing with topics that um aren't approached in animation a lot yeah i'm I'm scrolling through here right now because i really knew nothing about the show and i'm seeing that the main character is trans yeah so um i did not pick that up in this episode well that's the thing is like i know you had texted me you're like can i just watch this episode and you can and you're going to understand the main premise of what's going on but the little nuances about the different characters. Um, so Barney is, as, as I'm reading it right off the wiki, but I, I've been watching this, I'll explain a little bit more, is a gay teenage Jewish trans boy who works at the haunted house. We don't know too much about them yet. I, I don't even know how much to go off this wiki because the way the character is acting, um, it seems that they're non-binary. But I don't know. I haven't, I haven't finished the, ser- the season yet. I do know that there are issues in episode one. He is living at home. Okay. Yeah. In episode one, he is living at home. And his mother, their mother, makes mention of the grandmother coming over. And Barney says, did you tell her that I will be here? And she said, Yes. And Barney goes, no, did you tell her that Barney will be here? So it sounds like he, they originally went by something different, oh. um, but their, their family is really trying to deal with this situation of him uh, transitioning. And basically what we have here, Dead End Park, is these two characters. You've got Norma and Barney, and they both really want to work at this amusement park that is it's Disney world. Like it's 100% yeah. Disney world. Um, but it's all based off of this character named Pauline Phoenix and Phoenix, uh, Pauline Phoenix owns Phoenix parks and it is very much Disney world. So you've got Barney who I just described. And then you have Norma who is who a came- pack- Yep. So I've read a little bit on the wiki. I, I, yeah. I caught that there was a little bit of an autistic exactly. angle and with that's her. Dealt yeah. with a lot in episode three. Yes, you can totally watch this episode separate from the rest. Um, but I think you get a lot more of the nuances with each character if you know what's going on so far. So yeah, first- I, I would say that this felt like when I was watching it before I checked anything on the wiki, which was literally just a couple of seconds ago, it felt like just kind of a run of the mill, slightly more demented, like Disney cartoon. Yeah. That you yeah. would see like in the early two thousands, right? Yeah. Like, like this could have been loud house and I would have been like, perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but but now I'm hearing like, oh, these are the character traits. Like I, yeah. none of that is really alluded to at all in this particular no. episode. So <laughs> like, the first episode, we've got those two main characters that I've talked about vying for a job at Phoenix Park, and there's these this crazy stuff happening at Phoenix Park, and you kind of find out that there is a portal to hell in this particular Phoenix Park, um, in the haunted house, and you meet the the demon. Who, who you Courtney. who is yeah. in this episode as well, Courtney. Yep. Um, and there's also a, another demon named Tumultlicus, um, who possesses the pug in the first episode. And they banish part of the demon out of the pug, which is why the pug can still talk. So they've gotten rid of like the evil portion of him, but the dog still like has magical powers now. And then that turns our two main characters into three main characters, basically, because you also have Pugsley now as well. And after the first episode, it very much goes into, all right, these are the problems that Norma's dealing with. Being uh, on the autistic spectrum and dealing with social interactions and fears and stuff like that. And then episode three gets into... Uh, Barney's relationship with his little brother now that he has run away from home and is now living in the haunted house um, dealing with it's it's his brother's birthday and he's like do I show up to this his brother like says that he misses him and stuff like that so you're dealing with those hard issues but what's cool about it is while you're dealing with those hard issues it's also a monster of the week so like the first episode was that demon the second episode are the mascots that have been retired are coming back and they want to they want meat. And in the beginning, you're like, oh, my God, they're cannibalistic mascots. No, they don't want human meat. They want meet and greets like they they miss meeting the meeting the people in the park. But they come up and they're all like torn, like torn flesh and stuff like that. So everybody's scared of them, even though they just want to do meet and greets again. Third episode is um a demon that is pulling sleep from different characters maybe i I think everything's kind of running together in my head but it's like it's showing barney's biggest fear which is his their, uh, their grandmother not loving them anymore and it also deals with barney's relationship with pugsley who's now talking and barney looks at pugsley and says why can't you be like you used to be yeah. And has a realization that they now sound like their grandmother interacting with Oof. with Barney. Yeah. Oh. So it's like it's really heavy. But in the midst of those heavy moments, you've also got this weird worm creature with a human face that just pops up in every episode. Um, there's no what no, I don't know what it is yet. But at the beginning of each episode, it's just kind of hanging out. I think in this episode, it's sitting in Courtney's seat at one point and just crawls away you've got courtney this demon who all they want to do is get home to uh, presumably hell and they can't get home because they owe something to tumultuous so they can't get home especially because like basically pugsley escaped i'm rambling i just this series i think is important i like what it's done it's something different it's approaching topics that are quote unquote controversial right now. And I like that it's tying in this 
these deeper topics into something that is is really interesting and really awesome i like this monster of the week thing but we're also approaching these difficult topics so yeah no that's awesome you know i I think that there is something that's worth pointing out in a positive way that like isn't the perfect world that we're trying to get to the fact that i can watch a random middle episode of a show and not recognize a character as trans or a character as autistic but just recognize them as who they are like exactly that is that is actually a really powerful storytelling tech yeah like yeah for <laughs> sure um i know you're super busy but i do highly recommend you check out the rest i, of I mean i will it's yeah. it's probably again it's just probably have to be after comic-con visit the geek yeah, booth totally at 39 19 um <laughs> but i did write down a few things uh yeah. first of all i i love uh the pretty much one of the first jokes is uh, I'm guessing this is the Phoenix person you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, they're announcing that they're celebrating Christmas in July and to honor it is their hit song. It's always Christmas it's in July, July somewhere, somewhere. Yep. which is just such a funny, like, you know, five o'clock somewhere blend it with like yeah. it's Christmas in July celebrations. Uh, so I, I got that. There was the joke where Pugsley said, uh, turns out game shows were actually invented in hell, which is a pretty <laughs> good line. Um, but the line that got me the hardest, yeah. I think, well, there's two. The one the one line is when they're on the game show and they're like, I'm Barney and I'm a security guard. And like Nora's like, and I'm Nora and I'm a security guard. And then Pugsley just goes, and I'm the comic relief. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like that got a big laugh out of me. And then at one point they get to the sudden death round where Barney dies. <laughs> and there's someone watching TV with Courtney and she goes, yo, did Barney just straight up die? <laughs> <laughs> you should so, and Cordy's like, oh my god, pass me the popcorn. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's so good. I, I, I was very charmed by this for good. sure. I was like, I, but like, I mean, the plus is that there's only ten episodes of this. Yeah, there was a point where I went to a friend's house and I was very charmed by like the five or six episodes of Adventure Time that I watched. Oh Jesus! Until I was like, oh, there's a hundred more of these. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> very much so but i'm currently you know but the flip side is like i'm currently in the middle of watching all 11 seasons of mash so like who the fuck am i to be like 100 episodes of adventure time is too much (laughs) you remember you watched the entire alf series and multiple times (laughs) multiple times i have the dvds over there oh trust me we will talk mash sooner or later because their christmas episodes i like mash are real heavy um, and they yeah. have more Christmas episodes than there were years in the Korean War, yeah. which is awesome. That's the Korean insane. War was like, what? It was like a three-year... Yeah. It was a three-year thing, but there's seven Christmas specials. Yeah. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. 
Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. I will say... um... This is not something that will be on my yearly Christmas watch. There's not a lot of Christmas. No, I mean, in this, this barely. I mean, this is <laughs> it. It hits the July note really well. Yeah, it it's doesn't very, really hit the Christmas. Note. We open on on Christmas in July themed activities, and then we close on Christmas in July. Uh, there's a very solid twenty minutes in there that yeah. is not Christmas, but I I like the Christmas in July portions. I like that they did the whole park covered in snow. Yeah. And I love the fact that I have friends that throw Christmas in July parties Look, where I they're mean, inside in fucking sweaters. And it's like, dude, just fucking stop. Yeah, <laughs> slow, pump the fucking brakes. Look, I mean, the reality is with the show that we do, if someone's dropping anything with the word Christmas brand new. Oh, we're watching it. We're going to, we have to. Yeah. We, like, so, exactly but i love it i love and i love that it's brought up where it's like <laughs> christmas in july too hot for this sweater and barney's yeah. wearing a, a star of david sweater <laughs> yeah and no, I think it's, it's great like, are you supposed it's- to be celebrating christmas and i think he says no but i can celebrate christmas in july like <laughs> yeah yeah it's not a real thing so yeah, let's do it exactly. uh, and they give out the gifts like it, it's yeah. it's sweet it's very sweet i love shows yes. where you can tell the characters all love and care about each other yes um i do love the the bit that the game show that they're on has never had someone reach the second level of yeah. the game and i've never seen like, someone <laughs> get to the second round <laughs> <laughs> they're just dominating this game through their logic and and love of each other so the, it's, the game show is very uh it's very nick arcade and legends of the hidden temple oh which i love sure. i love the the description of the game because the first thing that popped in my head was nick arcade and then when they get to the steps and stuff, it was very Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um, I love the way that they did the different games. Like, I love the the lightning on the steps. And yeah, the lightning just round so was slow. really cool. Like, yeah. that was really cool. It's, it's a very clever show. And what's nice is, as you said, 10 episodes, 20 minutes apiece. You're in and out. Yeah. I will say that there's a bit of a bummer with the final round for like all of the other rounds, them winning yeah. out of logic. Uh, it's very like Deus Machina type yeah. ending on this final round, which I'm sure plays into something beautiful in the overall like 10 episode arc of the yes. show. Yes. But but watching this as like an individual episode, I'm just like, well, that's kind of a that fell flat after yeah. three really like cool rounds of them like solving a mystery. Yes. <laughs> like, like yeah. they got saved by nepotism, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a mistaken case of nepotism, I, yes. I guess, more yes. accurate. Um, and and thank you because you did answer my one question where I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is going on with his dog? But yeah, so like I said, Pugsley was uh, possessed in the first episode by the demon of the park. So the first episode starts with an actress um, playing the role of 
I think it's an actress playing the role of Pauline Phoenix. Like I said, there's an overarching mystery happening in this show as well. And I haven't finished the series yet. Um, but she's in this hall of mirrors and gets taken out basically. And so we're trying to figure out what the hell's going on at this, at Phoenix park. And in the beginning, when these two are going to interview for this job that Courtney was the one to put up the flyers for because Courtney, the demon is trying to earn her freedom basically. Yeah. And, um, basically in that Pugsley gets possessed and they get the demon out of Pugsley, but not fully. So Pugsley now has powers, but that demon is still out there and still trying to seek, uh, revenge and i think at the end of this it's at the end of this episode where that demon's sister discovers that like that demon is still alive so i think the there's i can't remember her name but she's like this green demon lady yeah she didn't get a name in what i watched exactly (laughs) so she is the sister of the demon that possessed pugsley in the first episode so we'll have to see where it goes next but like you said basically i saw that this show had dropped just like you i had seen a lot of people talking about it and i'm like i'll check this out and i think when i pulled it up on netflix i think teddy was the one that goes hey there's a christmas in july episode you and matt will have to do that and i think i texted you as soon as she said that and i'm like hey let's do it yeah, we're, we're pretty. Got, we're we're getting we better at staying new, on top man. of that. We our, got something new dropping. Our biggest problem. <laughs> our biggest problem is it so me? far. <laughs> no, is Dylan. No, our <laughs> our biggest problem is that we we always talk this big game, um, where we're like, we're like this year come November we're gonna watch every new thing that drops and we're gonna just record episodes for it and we'll release it yeah. in January or February. And then we're like, I don't want to fucking watch the new Home Alone movie. (laughs) But can you blame us? Can anybody listening (laughs) blame us? I still don't want to watch that fucking movie. But here's the thing that I still stand by, which is like, maybe we can release one. If it's a big deal, we can release like one during November, December. But to me, November and December is all about like, what is the most nostalgic Christmas thing for us? months like those are important months for us to really when we're like at our emotional high but you know again we will try we will try to be on top of our game and be like oh netflix dropped this show that has a christmas special like let's just fucking watch it and hit record and like even if it's like a 20 minute episode it's something for like the january february march we get more like i hope we get more we kind of got ripped off we had like big mouth we had eight bit Christmas, Christmas, and, and that was and not we it. We had the the Home Alone, and then like there's the typical like Netflix straight to whatever. Like I think it was like a Castle for Christmas this year, but like yeah. I'm talking about like you got a streaming site, like give us some streaming Christmas specials. Yeah, well that's the thing is like is going back to our topic from a couple weeks ago, series that you wish received Christmas specials. How the fuck did the ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon not yeah. have a Christmas special? Like, <laughs> I yeah. don't understand. It's crazy. It. I gotta Just... see when the new season of Clone High is dropping, but we've got to talk about the Clone High Christmas special. Uh, also, let me ask you a question. I know that um, you are definitely the expert of the early two thousands MTV cartoons that came out in the early two thousands uh, with Clone High. What was the one? They play like Quake in one of the episodes. Was it college students? Yeah. It was probably undergrads. Three South was the it one was that undergrads. Brian Postain. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, Undergrads was amazing. We're going to have to track down Season 3, Episode 11 of Adventures of Pete and Pete. Oh, Christmas, Pete. Oh, Christmas, Ooh. Pete. Because have you ever sat down and watched Pete and Pete? Yeah. I was going to say, that's a weird I don't show. The, I don't remember the Christmas episode, though. Well, all of Season 3 is so hard to find because of that. Why is Season 3 so, not available? So all I know, because I, I listened to the adventures of Danny and Mike, which is Danny Tamparelli and Mike, whatever his last name is, who played Pete and Pete, have a <laughs> podcast where it's mostly just them like getting stoned and talking about random shit. Yeah. But... They'll answer questions from fans and like they have on multiple occasions been like there is a warehouse in New Jersey that has literally thousands of Pete and Pete season three DVDs that for some reason Nickelodeon just did not release because they weren't happy with the sales of seasons two. And he's like, I'm just saying, if we all gathered around and we stormed the building, we could get to those DVDs (laughs) like they've been like for like at least 10 years, basically been pitching this idea that like all the pete and pete fans need to just like show up at this warehouse at once and yeah. and politely beg for them to please give us these dvds that are just collecting dust and it's not streaming warehouse. anywhere like it's I, not it, on i don't know if pete and pete is streaming period anywhere but the i think first that would two be dvds were amazing like the first two dvds had commentary tracks and like all of the old shorts and it was great and then season three like it's just not out there it's not about the same thing happened with the muppets they released seasons one through three of the Muppets, and then I remember that. season four was announced that never came out, and that then it just died. I keep, and now it's like one of those things where it's like, all right, well, now it's been almost twenty years. Like at the most, I can hope for is that someone eventually is just like, hey, we're just going to put out like the complete series on like whatever, and I get rid of my DVDs to replace it with like a big box complete series of something, but. I just don't want to buy. I like. I don't know. I don't want to buy any more fucking bootlegs from Monster Mania. Like I, I don't want to buy like because I have like the real Ghostbusters bootleg that's like yeah. every episode of the real Ghostbusters, but that shit is horrible. There's no menus. It's like taped off of television. It has some of the commercials in it. Like it's just like I just want like a a normal disc that I can go and find the episode that I want to watch and select it. Like if God forbid we decide we want to do the real Ghostbusters Christmas episode, I've got to like do the math in my head to figure out which of the 40 discs that episode might have fallen on. And then like fast forward until I see what looks like a Christmas episode. Dude, you're not wrong, man. And there's, I've always popped over there and I think oh, you know which booth I'm talking about. Yep. It's like right on the corner there. And I've always I wanted to like the Are You Afraid of the Dark special uh, series over there. The Salute Your Shorts every year when I was going, yeah. I was like, I think I'm going to grab this. Yeah. And then I, just, I never do. Oh, no. Yeah. Same. But I so I want to make it very clear real quick for the people who know what the hell we're talking about. I am not talking about VHSPS. They are fine. No, 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 no. Yes. An unbelievable product. Correct. There's another group. And you know what? They're still doing God's work. They're making something available that isn't available. Yep. But the the quality of their content is nowhere on the level of the love and care no, that no, no, VHSPS no. puts onto their no. stuff. Love VHSPS. Uh, but yeah, man. So there's like, a long way to get to what I wanted to say to you, Dylan, which yeah. is happy Christmas in July, Dylan. <laughs> happy Christmas in July, Matt. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, now we won't stop till the big ball drops on New Year's.
What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are FemRegard Podcast. Mm. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 